Hey friends, I'm Sierra. And I'm Caitlin. And we're friends. But we've never met each other in real life. That's because technology allows you to feel like you're virtually best friends with everyone that you meet online, which is pretty cool. Through storytelling, we're able to learn about other people's passions and drives and hear what makes them unique. We want to hear your story so that we can become virtually best friends. Hey friends, welcome back to Virtually Best Friends Pod. We are here with a brand new season. We're so excited to just jump right back into things. But first, Caitlin, how are you doing today? You know, I am doing pretty well. I definitely have a lot more energy than I did last week um, after everything that was going on in our country. It was a lot. It was a lot. I think that's just in summary. And I'm really grateful for a brand new week. How are you doing? I just totally agree with you. Last week was a doozy just on so many levels. We actually had a podcast episode planned for last week, but Caitlin and I kind of talked about it and we were like, you know, this is just not the vibe right now. Sometimes you just have to, you know, take a second, jump back into bed, take a pause, a break before we get back into, you know, lighter content and figuring out how we would like to move forward. But I personally still have hope that this year could be a great one or a good one, at least better than last year, I hope. I am totally with you. I have a lot of hope for this year. It's kind of interesting because I think I set all of these big goals for 2021. Not that they were super big, but I think, you know, there's still something that we're still working towards goals this year. We still have hope and faith that things will be brighter. I mean, this is just like an aside, but like with the goals, don't they just look differently for you this year? Like, I feel like I've prioritized different elements in my life more than I did in years past. Absolutely. And I was looking back at last year's goals and they were so oddly specific for 2020. (laughs) Like, I mean, some of the things that I had, um, I have a big bucket list on my blog to do 101 things in 1001 days. And I know for a fact that not a single one will be finished (laughs) by the time that rolls around again. But I think in the same sense, having bigger goals and not ones that are super specific, whether that's travel or whether it's um, something with to do with, you know, going out and getting doing things around your community and whatnot. It definitely looks a lot bigger and how we view ourselves in the world this year, I think has changed a little bit. What do you think, Sierra? I 100% agree. I actually just um, put a post up on my blog just talking about some of the lessons I learned in 2020 and what I really want to take into the future and like how I live my life going forward. And some of it was definitely that. I feel like, you know, in previous years, I was very much go, go, go. I have all these hopes and dreams. I mean, like literally, I don't think that really is going to change about me. I just think that they look different, but I'm, and I'm also prioritizing slowing down. Absolutely. And I think that intentionality and that slowing down that we all were forced to take back in 2020 should definitely continue on to this year as well. Man, I feel like you just said the big buzzword of the year, intentionality. 
I don't know if you guys have words of the year. Intention was actually one of my words, I think like maybe 2018, something like that. But I feel like it's definitely making this resurgent right now. So today we thought it might be fun to talk about intention and meditation practices and just ways to make sure that you are living your life more mindfully as we head into the new year. Absolutely. So this leads us right into our guest today, which we really are just thrilled to be able to share this interview with you. We have Sasha on and it was it truly has been just a joy to talk to her. Oh my gosh, the Sasha Whitney. That's her Instagram handle, by the way. But she literally maybe I won't say single handedly, but she definitely had a huge part in me just surviving 2020, <laughs> which seems sounds extreme, but she kind of really helped me with this um, goal of just meditating more and, you know, just taking a step back from life, especially when things are just so hard out there. So we are thrilled. Like that took a weird turn. But anyway, we are thrilled, just like Caitlin said, to get to talk to Sasha. And with that, let's head right into the interview. All right, we're here today with Sasha. Sasha, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. It has been a great day so far. So I'm doing great. <laughs> How are you, have you been doing, Sierra? <laughs> <laughs> you know, living the dream. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually had a pretty easy day. I took an extra day off, a little mental health day. So I've just been getting some things done. Haven't been doing anything too crazy. Okay. That sounds like a great day. I like the extra day off. Caitlin, how are you doing? How are you doing? I am good. You know, it was just... The sun is shining, the sky is blue, and I am resting in that today. So, amen. It was a good start to the week for sure. Um, but to start us off, we would love to know a little bit about you, Sasha. And we are wondering what is something that drives you each day, something you are passionate about throughout your day? Some, oh God, that's like, hi, I can answer that question so many ways. But the one thing, I genuinely believe believe drives me throughout the day is that every day is new and we have the opportunity to craft it and make it make it what it is. And I've really honed in on that since the since quarantine started. Before quarantine, I felt like I was just like going through the motions, like I worked full time, I was working 40 hours a week in the office. Then I also teach cycling um part time. So I was coaching classes four or five times a week trying to like keep up with, you know, friends, podcast, husband, you know, respond to text. Just, I felt like very overwhelmed with it all. And then quarantine happened and it was like this much needed in hindsight, it was this much needed reset. And I found that since then I approach the day so differently. So for me, when I wake up every single day now, it's like this opportunity to just make the day what I want it to be. I can make it a good day. I can make it a bad day. It just depends on my mindset and how I'm going to show up that day. And now I get the luxury of if it's a bad moment, because I genuinely believe that we let bad moments turn into bad days. So now I have the luxury of if I'm having a bad moment, I can run to the room, hop in bed, hang out for like two minutes, get out of bed, wake up on the right side of the bed, and then restart the day. So I, I just really feel like we have been given this very unique opportunity to really craft the days that we want because we have so much time on our hands now. 
I mean, some people do, some people don't. Some people's lives have not changed at all. I know mine has changed drastically in so many different ways. And in a lot of ways, I feel like it's for the better. So really that's just it for me waking up every day. Like I literally have the choice of how my day is going to go. Oh my goodness. There were so many gems in there. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea where to start, but I love that, that whole just attitude of making sure that you're having a bad, that it could be a bad moment and that you get to choose when you restart the day and not letting that, you know, just really take over the whole day as a whole. Loved everything about that. Um, But you also mentioned, you mentioned that you did spin and stuff. And that's actually how I met you when um, I went through a spin class. You were kind of like, you're familiar. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But (laughs) 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 that's how we met. Um, But since then, we got pretty close with, you know, just the quarantine and you doing the mindful meditations. Um, So what kind of made you want to switch into that meditation area? So really that kind of mindfulness is how I live my day. Even before quarantine, I started meditating actively, I want to say, like it's an active practice. And I pair mindfulness with meditation because meditation is a practice, right? You do it for five to 15 minutes and then you move about the rest of your day. Mindfulness is consistently being aware of your thoughts, your reactions, how you're moving through the world with your actions, you know, how you're showing up. And so when you pair mindfulness with meditation, you practice meditation for about five or 10 minutes, but you take mindfulness with you throughout the day. So I got into the practice of meditation back in 2017, and it really shaped my life in the sense that it made me kind of just reset to pause and think because in the American culture of being right. And we're like, you know, we're millennials. We're used to being on all the time, busy, going nonstop, one thing or the next thing, you know, we almost celebrate busyness. And I found that like very draining, just super, super, super draining. So I was like, I need something to just help me stop, to just think, to focus, to recenter. And I did a lot of yoga. And at the end during Shavasana, it was kind of med- it was kind of like meditation for me. And then someone told me something super profound, like the entirety of yoga is a meditation, but it's an active meditation. And I was like, mind blown. So then I was like, okay, well, I can take this Shavasana, turn it into a meditation and just do it for myself. So that's when in 2017, I started that practice. And I was mostly self-taught. And with quarantine, like I said, it presented so many different opportunities for me. And with quarantine, I leaned heavily into meditation. And then I felt like this is something that I want to share with people. And cycling is always something that I loved because I can share it with others. I'm not there by myself. We have, before quarantine anywhere, there was a room of anywhere from 40 to 50 people. And we would be engaged in this activity together. And I really couldn't do that because everything shut down. So it's like meditation is something that's accessible for everyone. It's impacted my life so much, particularly mindfulness. I feel like we need that now more than ever with quarantine. So just pairing both of those together, I was like, this is something that I want to be able to offer people. And before quarantine, I was so busy and I didn't really have the time to sit down and get that on my schedule. But quarantine happened and I was like, this is something that I can offer people and in a way hold space for others and share of myself because I really miss that with cycling. I really miss that holding space for others and sharing. 
So meditation, it was something that was very profound for me and helpful for me, and I wanted to share it with others. So that's how I started facilitating meditations. And now I do those Wednesday mornings and Friday evenings. I love hearing about your journey of meditation. And I think it's been so relatable. I've, I know personally for me, I had never meditated before the pandemic and being home and being stuck with all of those thoughts and trying to figure out like, well, how can we be more intentional with our time has been transformative to say the least. Um, and I love listening to, to your wealthy Wednesdays on your podcast of your meditation. Yeah, thank and you. it's, it's really cool to see the difference that meditation can have upon your life. And yes. like that very specific intentional time is huge. Absolutely. So just yeah. awesome. <laughs> if I had to make a list of top couple of things that like got me through 2020, it was definitely doing meditation more regularly and doing it with you like that literally don't know how it would have made it through the year. So that was amazing. Thank you for deciding to share that gift with everyone else. Oh my God. Thank you. I mean, really, I thank you for just showing up and like giving me that because it was so helpful for me. And when I find things, you know, some people like are hoarders, right? They find amazing things and they're like, I'm going to keep this all to myself and I'm not going to share it with anybody. And I was like, maybe it's because I was raised with like six other siblings and I did not have the luxury of ever hoarding anything to myself. But when I find like good things, it's like something that I want to share with others and be consistently giving up others. And that's really how I started cycling. And it just naturally lend it to meditation as well. And I just, it's so amazing for me to be able to hear that because, you know, you put things out into the atmosphere and you don't know how it's being received. So knowing that it's being received well, like my heart is very full right now. So I totally <laughs> believe that people need to give people their flowers while they're, while they're still here. Cause I mean, we're all in this kind of creator space where sometimes, you know, you, like you said, you just kind of never know, like, am I screaming out into the void? Like, does anyone yeah. care about this? Yes. Especially when you put like time and effort and love into creating something and growing it. And you want to like, you think this thing is amazing. And then you put it out there and it's like crickets or you, you don't know, you don't know if it's really resonating at all. So I'm like happy to hear it is resonating. That makes me really happy to hear that. For sure. And it's been impactful too. And kind of along those same lines, I think there's been a new phrase on the word intentional this year and what that looks like and how do we take yeah. that moving forward. So I think kind of looking towards 2021, what tips do you have um, of how we could live or how listeners could live life more intentionally? I would say to get out of the habit of consistently responding, feeling like you need to consistently and instantly give a response to something. With intention, I found that I feel this need. I don't feel the need to react. I don't feel the need to respond immediately. And it's something as simple as you think about your smartphone, right? We have this thing by our side at all times. And at any given time, it's going off, it's binging, it's dinging, we've got notifications. And before mindfulness, before meditation, before like I made an attempt to live my life intentionally and be intentional about my words and my actions, I found myself always responding, like feeling that I needed to give people something. Like if they texted me immediately, I needed to be able to text them back. If they called, I needed to be able to pick up the phone. If they sent me an email, I needed to be able to respond right then and there. I, I just felt that I needed to do those things. And then I was like, I am in control here. I don't have to be consistently in a state of responding and reactiveness. So with intention, I find comes 
proactiveness. Like you are the one that is in control of your actions and being in control of your words and your thoughts. So maybe something, someone says something to you or they put out something into the atmosphere, whether it's good, especially when it's bad. Like you get that email from your coworker or your mom sends you a text message or your boyfriend or girlfriend, whomever in your circle of being, they say something to you and you don't like it. And you instantly feel like that anger or frustration. And we just react with mindfulness and with intention. I've learned to be like, you know what? I'm going to pause for the cause. I'm going to walk away from this. I'm going to put this down. I'm going to sit with it a little bit and think about how I feel Then I'm going to get back to you. So I think first and foremost, leading with intention, I think we should just take a beat. Just take a beat before you respond. And then the next thing is to think about the impact. Because I find that a lot of people first think about what their intent is. Like when you, when we do something or when we say something, we're only thinking about ourselves, right? We're only thinking about our frame of reference and our understanding. And then we may say it or we may do it. And it's horrible. Like people respond negatively and we have to think about the potential impact of our actions. So almost thinking twice before you speak or thinking twice before you act, really thinking about the potential of your actions or your inactions. So when I say inactions or inactions, what you do or what you fail to do or what you say or what you fail to say. And I think right now the word intention is kind of a buzzword because of everything that happened with the capital. And we're talking about, you know, influencers speaking up and just people, not even just influencers, people in general using their social media or just to be more intentional, to speak more intentionally, or just living their lives more intentionally. And I think that what we need to think about more is the impact, the value of our actions, the value of our words, how we are creating ripples that will become waves. That is definitely... (laughs) Something that I think, like you said, that we don't we don't see too often is having that that second to figure out like how not really how it's going to come off, but like you said, the greater impact of your actions because it's not always your intention, and what actually happens is sometimes two different things. Um, and I'm glad you brought up the event. Um, if you're listening to this, um, it's actually going out this week. So, well, but <laughs> um, <laughs> if you are not familiar with ha- with what happened in the U.S. Uh, last week, there was this insurrectionist attack on the Capitol and it was very much so rooted in white supremacy. At least I very believe so. And I I mean, I don't think it's really a debate. Before we kind of go into what things we can do to just be mindful, to be more intentional yeah. about that things, I want to ask you, um, I know just like as someone who is also a Black woman, how do you kind of balance this idea of protecting your peace, but also, you know, staying up to date with these things happening? Because I know for me, you know, there's these levels of racial trauma when every time, especially with 2020 and being forced to slow down, every time these big events were happening. And it's not that it wasn't happening prior to this, but it's just, you know, a deeper cut. (laughs) And I know I was taking it especially hard every single Mm -hmm. time. So do you have, what do you do? How do you kind of approach it? For me, 
I allow myself to feel. I'm a big crier. I'm a big emotional person. And I think that's a, that some people may find that surprising, but I am genuinely, anyone that like really knows me, like really, really knows me, like I'm the type of person, if you start crying, whether you're happy, sad, I'm going to start crying too. I cry when I'm mad. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm like, you know, overwhelmed. You know, I'm a big crier. And a lot of the things that happened last year really brought out a lot of emotion from me. So I had to be very particular about the media that I was consuming. And with that being in mind, just turning it off when it became too much, because we are so connected. We are so plugged in. And with quarantine, we are even more plugged in because we are removed from our social circles. So the way before we used to interact with people and see people, we would be out, we would be at brunch, we'd be at parties, we'd be at dinner. You know, we would go out and do all of these things. And that was cut off in 2020. And as it was cut off in 2020, our support systems outside of the internet, we start to see all of these things happening in very rapid succession and all, the world decided that they wanted to wake up all at one moment. And so for me, it's like being really mindful of being able to just turn off, like just turn off the phone, turn off the TV, know that you don't have to respond to people. Be very, uh, for me, also being intentional about who I'm following on social media. There are people who act with, again, their intentions are good, but they don't recognize the impact of their actions. So they'll share these videos and they'll share the consistent videos of black trauma and they think that they're helping. And it's like, you are actually harming because violence against black bodies has become so normalized that we don't think twice to share these videos, but you don't see that kind of, well, that same kind of violence is not happening to white Americans or in our country, but when it does happen to white Americans, we don't see it play out on a loop consistently the way that we see it play out when it comes to black people. So I've really had to be mindful of people when they share these images and I'm on Facebook, there's a great feature that you can turn off auto playing the video. So you have to selectively play a video that you come across. Instagram doesn't have that feature, unfortunately. So I have to be very mindful of what I'm seeing on social media. So being able to disconnect, being ready to turn off social media, deciding who I'm going to engage with, because there are some people who are intent on misunderstanding you and missing the goalpost. So in protecting my energy, that means being protective and selective of who I'm engaging. So if I'm having a conversation with you and I get the sense that you are trying to undermine what I'm saying, or you're committed to misunderstanding me or gaslighting me or making me think that what I'm feeling isn't real, you got to go. Like we can't, we can't talk anymore. And there's no disrespect to you. It's just, I have to respect and love myself more because if I allow you, there is a great quote and I cannot remember who it's by right now. It's really bothered me, but she says that if black people are silent about their pain, they will kill you and say you enjoyed it, that you wanted it, that you liked it. So as a black woman, I express how I'm feeling very vocally. I'm not silent with it. So if something is hurting me, I will very loudly and proudly say that this is hurting me. This is painful to me. And I'm not going to debate my reality or my pain with you because my experience is not up for your interpretation. I'm telling you how I'm feeling. And if you cannot accept that, if you cannot receive that, then that's totally okay that we don't need to talk. And also really just finding joy in things. Like I love, I love spin. I mean, I teach it, but I also, I have a bike here at home. So when I need to like, when, when it gets overwhelming, when it gets too much, I'm like, all right, I need to get on the bike. I need to work out. I need to call someone. I need to text someone. Just finding ways to be very intentional about your self-care. But the biggest thing for me, when it comes to protecting my peace, I told myself back in 2018, I wasn't arguing with people. I wasn't arguing with anyone, especially not on the internet, but I wasn't arguing with people. And 
I took that into 2019, 2020, and I'm taking it into 2021. So the biggest thing for me when it comes to protecting my peace is being very intentional of who I give my energy to. Because not everyone is deserving of your light. Not everyone is deserving of your energy, the fruits of your labor, your thoughts, your mind, your gifts, your talents. So you have to be really mindful of that. But I think both of you had talked too about how do you spend your currency? How do you share that time? And yeah. your your point about not arguing on social media and, and choosing and being intentional is incredibly powerful too. Yeah. I mean, I know Sierra did a really good post about this the other day. You know, I, I had a live on it and she just like took, it's amazing how the live was 30 minutes and then Sierra summed it up with this like very succinct image. And I was like, wow, if only I could be so like, you know, just button it up in a nice little pin. But she really expressed it that your energy is your currency and who you follow is your currency. And I believe that's true. It was true in 2020, but I think we're seeing that now more and more start to take root. And I'm really happy about it because before so many influential people, so many influencers and so many just regular people on a daily basis, you know, just average does live in life, you know, using this social media platform would just dismiss what was going on and act like nothing was happening. And we didn't really hold those people accountable. And I think what's happening now is we are holding people accountable and it's a good thing. And I like that. I, re I really like that. And unfortunately it's come as a result of not just being good people, but because of extreme actions that are occurring in the world. And you have to, it, it's almost like you have to force, you have to shake people into saying, this is the right thing and this is the wrong thing. And it shouldn't take extreme action to get us there. Like that's always been the confusing part to me. So I guess that's another topic for another day though. We could be here all day talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Well, and I, I think just in the wake of all of the events that have gone on in the country, what is one actionable step that you think others could take moving forward? Moving forward, one actionable step that people could take is to hold themselves accountable and then to lead with that. I'm a strong believer in leading with my values. So when I say lead with your values, if your value is I want equal pay for everyone, regardless of gender, regardless of race, regardless of sexuality, then I'm going to lead with that action by not supporting companies that uphold these beliefs, by supporting companies who are discriminatory in their hiring practices and their paying practices, I'm not gonna support those companies. So I think that what happens is people know their values. We, we, we know them in our hearts, we know them in our souls, we know the things that we believe and the things that we don't believe. But then when it comes time to show up in the world, we don't lead with those values. Mm -hmm. We allow things to happen around us that go against our values, but because, be it because of fear of retaliation or being uncomfortable saying something, for whatever reason, there are people who don't speak up. So when I say hold yourself accountable, what I mean is to lead with your values. So don't say that you are all about women's empowerment and that you are in a meeting and you watch a male equal or superior talk over a woman and constantly interrupt her and know it's wrong. But you as a man with your privilege, if your value is gender equality, and you as a man say that this is your value and you have an opportunity to show up intentionally and hold somebody accountable and you don't, 
that's the problem for me. If you are someone in an organization and you know that there is a disproportion or disparity rather in hiring practices when it comes to black people and you know that the hiring manager is a discriminatory person and you are someone that says, I believe in equal opportunities for black people, how are you showing up and how are you holding that person accountable? How are you leading with your values and active spaces, actively in your spaces? I like that. It's kind of, you know, putting the ownership on you more to do yeah. your part. I mean, it's like a common statement, but I do think it, it does really start, it starts with you, starts with your home and then your community. And you're, you're really just trying to lead with that example. I think that's right. Um, my friends laugh. Well, they don't really laugh, but I have a long list right, of like companies and things that I just like hold a grudge against because I'm, you know, I, I'm upset by something that they did. Chipotle has Girl, given people E. coli, e. coli <laughs> like how many times I eat at Chipotle, but BP, I will never buy gas from there because they <laughs> blew up that oil rich and didn't put the safety of their workers first and, you know, killed the environment. And I will die on that. Right, <laughs> but here's the thing. Imagine if everyone had a list like that. Imagine if we all went out into the world with a list like that. Companies would have no choice but to listen to people. And I think the reason why they don't is, you know, they talk a good game, but, and then we're like, we're easily taken and satisfied by things like, oh, they put up a black square, fantastic. Or, oh, they hired a single black person, fantastic. But whatever your values are, imagine if everyone had a list of companies that they would not support, that did not lead with their, did not represent their values see how quickly so many things in our country would change. Could you imagine? That would be huge change. Right. Oh my goodness. Right. Like, and this is why it's so like profound. Like Sierra, the, the graphic you put up, your followers, your currency, because at the end of the day, a lot of people, they only care about their bottom line. And unfortunately you only get people to move if you threaten their pockets. And it's so frustrating that it's like that, but we unfortunately have to start where we are. So if we can hurt them economically and that's the only way to get them to pay attention, then that's what it'll take. My yeah. Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to break away from this conversation. And by the way, um, if you, uh, Sasha mentioned it, but you should definitely check out her podcast. It is Sasha Spence, but she talks about, you know, things like this, things that are on her mind. And she also does the Wealthy Wednesday meditation. She'd be switching it up, posting a couple of times. So definitely check it out. Um, <laughs> but Sasha, we wanted to get into the flash round. So we're going to ask you a couple of questions. Give us your answer. Feel free to elaborate. If you don't, you know, we'll just kind of keep going and it's all good. Hey. The first question, are you an early riser or a night owl? Oh, you know, it's weird. I want to say both. Um, I can be in bed by lately. My, my, my timing is just off. Like the change of the year always messes me up a little bit. So I've been like sleeping later and later, but I have the propensity to be up by like seven. If I have a choice though, I'm an early riser. I like to greet the day. I like to greet the day. <laughs> Okay, what is one thing you're grateful for today? Pizza. 
I had it for lunch and it made me really happy. So I'm going to go with pizza. I know I'm supposed to say something profound. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Like literally my philosophy is that it should be the, the smallest minuscule thing because we definitely need to, you know, just take in those, those small, small moments of gratitude. What, what kind of pizza was that? It was BJ's restaurant. It's in Falls Church, or sorry, I guess closer to Tyson's Corner. But my husband, I call him Snowbay P.S. So if you, if I reference him for the rest of the podcast, it'll just be Snowbay. But he, um, he went to, we got like gift cards for this place. And so it's like about 15, 20 minutes away from us. Not like super convenient, but they make great pizza. So if you're ever in like Tyson's Corner and you need a pizza, check out BJ's restaurant. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite self-care activity? Ooh, I love me some naps. I could always take a nap. Like if you ask me these things that I could always do, nap or eat. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. Love> <laughs> uh, I had to resolve to that the other day when like things were getting too much. I was like, the only time I'm not because I was doom scrolling. I know it's terrible, but I definitely oh. was. And I was like, oh, if I just go to sleep, then it like it all stops. The temptation is not there anymore. <laughs> Exactly. You're like, let me just take it up. And sometimes naps be the thing that set your day off just right. You're not having a good moment. Take a nap. You'll feel 10 times better. Like, and it doesn't even have to be like a long nap, like 15 to 20 minutes will do. Ooh, Power nap. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a takes nap, wakes up hours later, figuring <laughs> out what day it is kind of person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh when daylight God. saving time happened, I ended up taking oh. a three-hour nap one day. It hit me so hard. <laughs> for the most part, I'm good with the 15 or 20-minute nap. But that one day, I fell asleep for like three hours. I woke up like, where am I and what is my name? Like, it was definitely a moment. <laughs> I feel like the older I get, the more I want naps. <laughs> like, oh, daylight yeah. savings hit so much differently in your late 20s than it did at 19. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it never messed me up when I was younger, but the older I get, I'm like all old and crotchety now. Like, ah, why is it so dark outside? It's only 445. Like, I'm so upset about it. <laughs> you know what's sad? The, the thing that made me most annoyed about daylight savings, it's not even quite that it's getting dark early. It's that when I get up early, the sun is not greeting me. So like yes. when I used to do my 5 a.m. wake ups and like when I used to do gym, you know, all pre-COVID, um, I'd work out, the sun will be there. But now sometimes I'm like, oh, I wake up early, it's like another hour of darkness. And I'm like, what's the point? Just go back to sleep. <laughs> Girl, I get it. I'm, I'm 110% there with you. <laughs> okay, so what are you currently reading and would you recommend it? Oh, I am reading The Message by Minda Hartz. And wait, no, I think I got that wrong. And I want to quote it right. I want to say, now I feel like a jerk because I don't even know the name that of the book that I'm reading. That's but I the memo. Sorry, the, uh, the message, the message. Oh my God, Sasha. No, it's The Memo by Minda Hartz. And it's written for Black women. And it's about Black women how we can show up in the office to get a seat at the table, basically like play the white man's game. So mm. it gives you like tips and tricks to just networking, building your network, building your circle and kind of tools you can use to reframe and change the spaces that you are in. Because the, the, 
my office is predominant. It's very white male heavy. There are no black women or black people in any positions of leadership. There are black people that are capable in our office, but because it's a very old boys club, it is very white centric, white leaning, white men are the ones who generally end up getting promoted. So I've, and this has just been the case, the majority of my working professional life. And my sister actually recommended this book to me and she, I've seen her career trajectory. And I think it just, it, I think it could have a lot to do with spaces that I'm in in comparison to the spaces that she's in. But she was like, I want you to read this and take what you need and leave the rest. So I've been, I've been really enjoying it so far. And I would recommend it to any woman, not even just black women, but you know, she wrote it in, so she read Lean In and she was like, I feel like it didn't connect for me as a black woman. I wasn't connecting with Lean In. So she wrote this book as a kind of Lean In for black women. And it is really great. I would recommend it to any black woman, but any woman period who is starting her career, wherever you are in your career, if you are a woman and you just want to know like the secret sauce, I would recommend it. <laughs> so we keep breaking those glass ceilings. Exactly. Like we're going to keep trying because they can't hold us back for long. Like if we all put our weight forward, it'll eventually have to crack against our weight. So I'm really, I'm really, really, really enjoying it so far. Awesome. Um, what is your favorite pump up song of the day? Oh, Rise and Shine by J. Cole. If I am ever feeling like I freaking love J. Cole, like, I didn't even have to think about that one. I know, was, that's what I was laughing at. I was like, wow, she came off that so that fast. <laughs> and I know, like, I watch your stories and you have a different playlist, a different song every day. But that one, you were like. <laughs> that is like my like my jam. If I'm ever like feeling sluggish or if I'm like, oh, I don't want to. It just gets me amped and ready for the day. If I'm ever feeling scared or just nervous or like before a big audition or before something I will put on rise and shine or I'll put on you go by Pharrell that is also another oh my god I love those are but I would say two those are my two pump up songs my two like we're gonna hit we're gonna hit the wall like I'm gonna hit the wall and I'm gonna run through the wall those are my two songs you know what that's gonna be the song I played tomorrow morning I was just thinking the same thing I am doing this weird thing right now where, well, it's not weird. So I'm trying to get in the habit of making my bed. There's a whole backstory. We don't need to go into that right now. But (laughs) to do this, um, one of the ways also I'm trying to make sure, like I'm keeping with waking up and I'm like easing my wake up time back up to where it used to be. So to do this, my alarm's away from my bed. I hit the alarm. I go straight to the bathroom, object in motion. But then I come (laughs) back and make my bed. But to make it more enjoyable for myself, I tell A-L-E-X-A to play a song. And that's kind of like, you know, this is the time of me making my bed song. Like it usually ends right around the time I'm done with it. And like, that's like how I, you know, set my tone for the day. And tomorrow I'm going to be rise and shine and I'll do a little video or something in the darkness because it'll still be dark outside. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But now I kind of want to hear the story about you, like making your bed every morning. Like what is that? Because we I could, make it every morning. We could we could talk. We could talk. Okay, we'll talk, we'll talk <laughs> <laughs> We're having a great time. We're having a great time. <laughs> I love this. All right, Sasha. Last question. 
Did we just Woo! become best friends? Yes! yes! <laughs> New virtual best friends, everyone. Um, actually, I have one more thing. Okay, this is gonna be like a little like a little bit of a weird ask, but like I mentioned, I do Sasha's meditation like going on twice a week now, if not more. <laughs> with and you have a line that you say at the end of every meditation. And I literally say it with you. But can you say that for our audience in your meditation voice? Yes. Okay, guys, we're going to close out our meditation day. So we're all going to do this. Everyone, if you're listening, Caitlin, Sierra, we're all doing this. I want you to grab a big, deep inhale. Take your arms up to the sky. Inhale, inhale, inhale. Exhale, drop your arms down, and then you're going to give me one final big inhale, taking up all the air in the room, filling your belly with air, taking your arms up to the sky, clasping your hands together, bringing your hands down to heart center. I leave you with these final words. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, you owe it to yourself to keep moving forward. Drop your arms down, open up your eyes, and we are here. <laughs> oh my gosh, literally. Uh, I hear that even with like you're not around. I just hear your voice. <laughs> oh, that made my life. Okay, well, thank you so much, Sasha, for joining us. Huge thanks. So much fun. We're like best friends now, and it's great. Yes. Seriously, thank you so much. And for all of you listening, please tune in to Sasha and her Instagram account is the Sasha Whitney, and her podcast is Sasha Spins. Yes. And if you want to connect with us, we are at Virtually Best Friends Pod on Instagram. Also online, you can check out our website. But thank you guys for listening.